like to have opened my first podcast of the new year by announcing that I've just added another 20,000 words to my latest manuscript. Sadly, that couldn't be further from the truth. Over the Christmas holidays, I regressed to a teenager. With the family around, I've done absolutely nothing except eat, drink and play PS4 with the kids. My exercise was packing and unpacking the dishwasher, the odd game of tennis in the rain, and the occasional walk to a cosy pub. So instead of my usual themes on crime and mystery, I thought I'd share a little glimpse of my domestic world. Imagine a family, three generations of them, sprawled around the living room in various, various states of decay after enjoying a long, leisurely lunch. I've called this piece Strictly for Cats. George the cat was curled up on the sofa. He had been sleeping soundly there for most of the day, his tabby chest rising and falling. He was comfortably wedged between two seated humans, females of the species, their legs outstretched on the coffee table in front of them. Slippered feet rocked in rhythm to the soundtrack of an unseen audience that clapped and whooped to the, to the antics of hopeful couples who were quick-stepping across the TV screen in fancy dress, cameras wildly panning around them. At the other end of the room, the twenty-something kids were noisily playing a board game, while the dad snoozed in his armchair, newspaper unread. Oblivious to the clamour, the geriatric feline slept deeply, white paws twitching as he dreamt. George had diabetes and was jabbed with insulin twice a day, but for the occasional epileptic fit, he was in his nineteenth year and looked as healthy as a kitten, his diet closely controlled. More than could be said for the humans. The two on the sofa were transfixed by the dancing competition on the screen. They gorged themselves on handmade chocolate truffles, cocoa dust colouring their fingertips. For variety, they were observed, playing a tame version of Russian roulette, but thankfully nothing like the one in the war film The Deer Hunter. They picked chocolates at random from an assortment box, hoping to avoid the ones with nuts. The box only had the menu printed on the underside. A small pile of half-eaten mistakes sat in a drained teacup. To wash them down, they sipped and glugged Bailey's cream liqueur, refilling the crystal glasses from the bottle close to hand. A few thousand calories later, the dancing pair were crowned the winners, and the closing credits rolled up to a backdrop of mass hysteria, the glitter of colourful streamers, and a handsome payday for the hosts and judges. Back in the real world, the search was on for an elusive remote control. They needed five zappers. Five. One to watch in real time, another in catch-up, the others to adjust the volume, switch inputs, and connect to a streaming service. After convivial discussion, the multi-generational family group selected a film to watch. First, they needed a comfort break, and the kids raced to the door first. The film was paused as the title appeared, muting the blare of the television for a few blissful moments. Two humans heaved themselves out of the sofa. It was a struggle at first, and George the cat awoke abruptly, wide-eyed. His claws pricked the fabric to give him purchase, in the turbulence caused as the expansive bottoms lifted, the seat cushions conspiring to roll him off. Soon, toilets flushed around the house, and from the kitchen the kettle could be heard roaring as it came to a boil. For a short while, George the cat was left alone in the living room. He yawned, 
stretched his snow-white limbs until they shook, and then turned to look towards the window. It was pitch black outside, and rain drummed heavily on the conservatory roof. He was not going out there. Still, needs must. Unseen, George slid off the sofa like a seal. The humans returned. Curtains were pulled to hide the darkness outside. The crockery on the tea tray chinked as it was carried in. George, you little bugger! In a far corner of the living room, between a drinks cabinet and underneath the mahogany table, George was spotted midstream. The puddle beneath him was spreading at an impressive rate, soaking into the pile. The offending animal was swept up in urgent arms, warm urine still squirting, and was carried away briskly to be thrown unceremoniously into the garden. Adults blundered in an alcoholic haze out to the kitchen to grab kitchen roll, carpet cleaner, tea towels. The kids went for more mince pies and raided the fridge. After a while, the humans returned to their seats. George was forgiven, not that he probably cared, and was joined on the sofa by his elderly and deaf ginger brother, who'd been asleep upstairs all day under a duvet. He methodically licked George behind the ears, an odd habit of older cats, and the favour was returned. The film was started, and the dysfunctional family and their cats settled down together to watch a street cat named Bob that someone had recommended. It is a biographical film about a man living on London streets and his battle with addiction. An encounter with an injured stray turned his life around and he formed a bond. There was the uncomfortable contrast between life on the streets and the comfortable existence in that living room. A simple yet moving film, the early busking scenes were particularly memorable. High up on the man's shoulders perched Bob, the ginger cat, proud and watchful as the man strummed his guitar. Afterwards, the man spent his precious takings on tins of tuna for his companion, leaving little to feed himself. In the words of Chris Difford, from 70s rock band Squeeze, It's cool for cats. Thank you for joining me. It's been fun. Please listen out for more podcasts in the series. Send me a voice message or check out my author website, timparr.uk. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Karina Ganters, host of Behind the Pen podcast. Anyone who works with a pen can be a guest. I've had film and movie stars on the show, award-winning directors, authors, musicians from all over the world. You can find Behind the Pen on my YouTube show under my channel, Karina Gantus, and you can find the audio podcast on Anchor or look for Behind the Pen on Spotify, Google Play and all the other great podcast platforms. I know nothing about my guests, so as we chat, we soon learn who is behind the pen.